Hello and welcome to Healing From Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki master, energy teacher, medium, and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit and show us that our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but often a deep disconnect from our true inner being or soul wisdom. Today I am delighted to welcome Judy Wilkins-Smith, author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, which is a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns, every human being is grappling with that, and uncovering these DNA patterns helps to understand the limitations and also the gifts that are innately ours. Hello, Judy, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within to share with us how every human being is born to be remarkable, and yet too many of us fail to step out of our comfort zone to discover the many spiritual gifts that can bring us great love and help us fulfill our potential to thrive and find true happiness. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me today. It's lovely to be with you. And you. Judy, as listeners of the show over the years have discovered, my intuitive and open-hearted guests share intimate and insightful stories of awakening to the deepest aspects of their inner being, and in doing so, spread new understanding of eternal energy and divine possibilities to be and to do all that their dreams lead them to. In today's episode of Healing From Within, Judy, who tells us, the day you agree to become big is the humblest day of your life, because that's the day you are truly in service of your best life and the lives around you. Being big challenges you to expand your consciousness and live as a free spirit. We will discover that every human being is born to be remarkable, and yet every human being is shaped by patterns handed down by their ancestors, invisible multi-generational patterns of decisions, thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions, and choices that limit their responses to events and influence every decision of their lives, unconsciously running the show. We will uncover these emotional DNA patterns, embrace them, and learn to make new choices and rewire the brain to become like the phoenix, the best of who we really are. Judy, I always love to ask my esteemed guest to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that may have shown them the lifestyle and interests they would embrace as an adult. For it seems we are born with a life plan and destiny and the imprint of our ancestors and have merely to remember who we are and what we bring to this life and what this life is all about. So think back. Yeah, actually that's that's a lovely question to ask and I can think of two that came in at much the same time. The first one was a, a teacher. I was always the helper at school and somebody cut their hand and I ran to get the first aid box and she said no 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 dear 
Tracy will get it. And I said, but I'm going to be a doctor. And she said, no, 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 no. You're going to write books and help people in a very different way. Tracy's going to be the doctor. And I was really indignant about that. Tracy is a doctor. I went through the, the healthcare arena and subsequently turned to doing what I'm doing now. So that was the one. The other one, oddly enough, was I was about, yeah, same age, about eight or nine, and Disney died. And oh, I I remember that. so sad. Yeah. And I, I sat in the car and I was crying and I said, who's going to make the magic now? And there was <laughs> silence and I said, well, fine, then I will. And that's, that's become my number after family. That is my top value. And it's the magic of the soul. And magic that and Mickey has accompanied me everywhere I go, and I teach at Disney, too. Wonderful. That's a great story. So you see, your teacher was very intuitive. It reminds me of when my daughter and son were doing commercials. They were acting professionally. And I went to see my son's teacher. He was in third grade at that point. And she said to me, why are you wasting his time with this? He's going to run a company. <laughs> He's... Oh, I love it. <laughs> so it was the same thing. You know, these messages from spirit come through all of us. They're guidance sometimes from a friend, a teacher, someone in spirit. We are all manifesting this creative force of the universe because they love us. Spirit loves us, and it's that simple. They joke with us, they play with us, and they pique our imagination. <laughs> so that that's a great story. I just love it. Now let's go on to, we know people the world over are fascinated with their ancestry. Over 100 million family trees have been built on Ancestry.com alone. Can we also research these family trees for our emotional DNA? And what is our emotional DNA? Perfect, yes. So let's go to your second question first. What is your emotional DNA? So emotional DNA is, is the sum total of all your thoughts, feelings, actions, inactions, um, mindsets, patterns that you've inherited. In other words, many times your anger didn't begin with you. It may have begun in the mouths or the bodies of your ancestors, your depression, your inability to do well with finances, your leadership, relationships. We think that we have this totally free will, which we do, by the way, but we'll get to that. And in the meantime, what we're often doing is simply repeating the patterns of our ancestors. And we're living ancient history and we keep reliving ancient history until we can see the patterns and then begin to change the patterns. Yes. So that is ours to change. That is your emotional DNA. And it sits right next to the chapter that only you can write, waiting for you to discover it. And, and I often say to people, there's no such thing as a train wreck. There is a portal to possibility, but there is not a train wreck. You simply have to remember that. That's great. Portal to possibility. That's great. Is there scientific evidence of emotional DNA? So there are great studies that have been done in the epigenetics department and, and also in neuroscience. 
with epigenetics, we know that a, an event creates an imprint, a significant event, creates an imprint on the family system that then becomes the blueprint for the ways that we behave for generations. And this is well studied. We see it in the Great Dutch Hunger Winter, and we also see it in the studies done in 9-11. And these are studies in which they, they followed mothers who were pregnant with children at the time. Now, in the Great Dutch Hunger Winter, they were starving for about three or four months because there was a, a, a town who was blockaded, I think, by the Germans, and they were living on rats and, and bulbs and all sorts of things. And they discovered that the the events, at least the of um, this starvation, lasted three and four generations down, where you would either see children who were obese or you would see children who were malnourished, even though they were not first-generation inheritance of that piece. And in 11, what they found out is that the mothers who were pregnant at the time and who had PTSD, those same markers show up on the children. So this is, is pretty well studied. In neuroscience, the interesting piece about emotional DNA is that many people still believe that after a certain age, that's the way you are. Neuroscience shows you that's not true, that you have neuroplasticity all the way through. And so you are quite able at whatever age to rewire your brain and body, one thought, one feeling, and one action at a time. So this too is, is well studied, which gives us a lovely pool that beautifully endorses systemic work and constellations. And what we do with systemic work and constellations is we literally take the unconscious and make it conscious and the invisible and make it visible. And we do that in 3D in front of you so that you can actually begin to experience your, your system and its limitations in 3D. Absolutely. And when you shift your thoughts and understanding, you can escape these imprints in ancient history and begin creating new emotional DNA. And in doing this, you're also giving part of your emotional D blueprint a different meaning and a different outcome, right? Exactly right. Exactly yeah, so our right. Thoughts, I tell people this all the time. Change your thoughts and change your reality. We are manifesting our lives, literally, from the thoughts we have. If we live in a fearful environment of thoughts, then that's all we draw to us, people who are that way and situations uh, that reflect that. So we need to know all the emotions. We have to know them, we have to feel them, we have to experience them. But those that are not good for our uh, positive development and soul development, we need to not embrace, to reject, <laughs> to say, I don't welcome you and that, wait for something else that is more uplifting and more advantageous to our life plan and our destiny. So where do our relationship patterns come from? Same thing. And actually what, what I teach people is don't reject what, what doesn't work for you. Look at the gift. Often that's the pattern that's trying to stop. Your relationship patterns are no different. If grandma had a husband who walked out on her, and she said, you can't trust a man. What, is, what does mom think? 
oh, you can't trust man. And then we wonder why mom's divorced. Comes to us and we marry the love of our lives, but we are just waiting for him to put a foot wrong and say, see, you can't trust a man. So those thoughts, feelings, and actions translate all the way down, and suddenly we don't understand why we have relationships we can't keep. Well, thanks, Grandma. And the solution to that is well, to say, for you who couldn't, I can. Right. So that's it. I can. That's what we need to say. Because we may have observed the patterns of our grandmother or our own mother, but then we have to say, but this is not my destiny. This is not my sole choice. And I am going to trust people, and I am going to make a loving family and home, and I am going to have a long-term relationship. By saying it, you're creating it, and you're not going to buy into the impressions that were put on you by your family or other people. Yeah, that's. we have to become aware of it. It's like we see a red flag... And we say, well, if I go in this direction, that is going to be created. But if I feel it, know it, but don't want to accept that for my own destiny, you can change the pattern. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then people have to know that. You know, a lot of times I've heard people say to me, well, that's just how it is in my family. I say, well, no, but you are a soul, and you have your own destiny. You have your own talents and your own life plan, and it doesn't you don't have to have the same illness that your parent had. You know, a lot of people think if their parent had cancer, they're going to get cancer. No, it doesn't work that way. Not at all. Exactly, exactly. In fact, um, you're quite right. I, I will often say, people say to me, you don't understand. In my culture or in my ethnic group or in my whatever it is, we were born to suffer. And I go, good. And how long are you going to hold that one true? And are you okay to pass that on to your kids? Because I don't know if they want it. Suffering is a choice. Very much. Now, there will be some suffering uh, that we will have to observe and perhaps feel, but we don't have to choose it to be our life path or to live in it. We have to recognize it, and I tell my clients that also. Suffering is a choice. I don't choose it. That's it. Yep. You don't have to choose it. Exactly right. So what is exactly systematic work and constellations? Okay, so it's systemic work and constellations, and what it is is systemic work is the study of you within a system. You don't exist in a vacuum. You exist in relationship to a lot of other people. So it's how do you exist in relation to others? Do you follow the patterns? Do you repeat them? Do you change them? Are you the change agent? That's systemic work. Constellations is the breakthrough piece that we use where you dimensionalize what's inside your mind in front of you. So, for example, I'm always angry. Where did that come from? Can we have a representative for your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, you? Can you set those up in in relationship to one another for me? Yes. Now you've got a living, breathing, interacting family system. Okay, what was the event that started your anger for you? What was happening in your life at the time? Did this happen to anyone else in your family? Now we begin to get an even more interesting picture of where that comes from. Are you sure you want to keep on doing that? 
always something else calling you, something that is different and something that is kinder and wiser. Do you understand that what looks like a dysfunctional pattern is literally just igniting you to turn and pivot towards something better? That's right. It's giving you a choice. <laughs> That's it. We all have choices, many, many choices. Now, how can we best identify these inherited relationship patterns? Sometimes okay, we may just easy. think we're doing it. We may think uh, we're making this happen, but very often we're not. Very often we're not, and we haven't been taught to look further than it's my fault. Often it's not your fault. What it is, is it's your responsibility to do something with it. But how do you identify it? What you do is you look at where are the places that I'm permanently mad, sad, destitute, unhappy, unresolved, fighting, resisting. Mm -hmm. Th that's where your emotional DNA lies. That Those feelings, your, your more difficult feelings, are generally tied to generations before you. The, the chapter that only you can write is the one that makes you kind of grin like a loopy person, jump up and down and go, I'm so doing that. That's the one that, that's the chapter that only you can write. That is the pattern that's trying to emerge when you agree to be big. The other is the multi-generational cycle that's asking to be broken. Right. And there is the choice. Hmm? To be Absolutely. big. Or to be small and tethered down to the past. You know, actually, the past, the present, and the future and energy is happening all the time. So what I say to some of my clients, you know, I only gather a memory from the past and bring it into the now and present if it's a good memory. If it's something that's going to come in and I have to live through it again with pain and dysfunction, there's no reason for me to bring it because in the past it no longer exists. It's a memory, right? And so people have got to learn more about energy and how it affects us and how dreams and things that happened to us in our childhood no longer have to be bringing us limit, limited access uh, to the happiness and joy that is our natural birthright as a soul being. So we've got to become more familiar with how this all works. Now, on Valentine's Day, many people are not feeling the love, or so they tell me. Your ancestry could be messing up your love life. Tell us something of this. Sure, yeah. Uh, you've got the love of your life. You cannot wait to be with this person, but there's this little voice that goes, should never go with the love of your life. They're going to let you down. Be sensible. Right. So when I ask, I say, okay, so where'd that little voice come from? Because those little voices are usually uh, multi-generational voices. They come from our ancestors. So I say, okay, when did that start for you? Well, the first time I met the love of my life. Okay, tell me about the love of dad's life. Oh, yeah, no, that didn't go well. He had to divorce her and then marry mom. Okay. So tell me about grandfather. Oh, well, he met the love of his life. Three weeks later, they were at the altar, except he was, she didn't show. And he taught everybody, don't ever fall for the love of your life. They'll just let you down and they don't last. So what am I sitting with? Same thing. I am waiting for that person to let me down because it doesn't last. 
so I'm holding on to the past and it's sabotaging my love life. Mm. Yes, that's what most people do because they haven't read your book. <laughs> they have no, no idea that they have choices and that they have to work on uh, repressed memories, perhaps. Uh, they need to do energy work within themselves, uh, hypnotherapy, what I do, Reiki, um, anything that can move the blockages that are in our body, in our thoughts, or physically in our body, that holds us back from being truly free of other people's, what can I say, <laughs> other people's stories. They're their right. stories. They're not, they're not our stories. So what do you want readers of decoding your emotional blueprint to take away with them after reading your book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint? There's no such thing as stuck. Stuck is simply telling you you're now in a box that's too small for you and it's asking you to grow. That's all. And you're, there's no such thing as you being a train wreck or not good enough. You are plenty good enough. You always were. In fact, as you said at the beginning, you are a remarkable life. All you have to do is know how to see it. You know, one of the authors I read recently kept repeating, I am enough. Enough and I am enough. So when we change our thought to that and we realize we don't have to perform like puppets, like puppets for other people, we can breathe and we can know everything and anything is possible. And I think, Judy, you might also like readers to remember that life is change and change is possible because the brain is able to adapt. You mentioned an American psychiatrist, Dr. Milton Erickson, who I'm familiar with, and he once said, if you want happiness, you have to work for it. Well, actually, it's not that we have to work for it so much as it is part of us, but we have to work against what is repressing it, the negativity and the ancestral mm, thoughts or stories we've been told, and then happiness uh, will be ours. Uh, for no matter what the past has brought us, the possibility for creating the world we want, which includes happiness, begins within us. And that's the key. We go back to what is within us. I want to thank you, Judy Wilkins-Smith, author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, for using your ability to understand critical dynamics in personal and organizational systems and the points at which they intersect to create either uh, what some people think of as failure or to create growth and success. Your passion about visionary leadership and positive global change is much needed during the critical changing times. So this is a book for personal advancement and for collective improvement of communities and our world uh, vision at the, per at the present time. For more information and to purchase this book, go to judywilkinssmith.com or amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we clearly have seen that everything in our development from the earliest days of this life to the imprints of ancestors and family dysfunction, fear, and limitations affect our decisions and choices. And until we realize the patterns and make changes in our thoughts and actions, 
we are being overly affected and restricted from living our most authentic and healthy life experience here and now. Judy wrote, evolution is a step-by-step -step process. When worked for, what worked for one generation likely won't work for the next, precisely because we are evolving. Unfortunately, we tend to demonize what came before us, judging our predecessors for their beliefs, lifestyles, and actions. Even as the survivors of World War II were sitting around and watching John Wayne movies, reminiscing about the liberation of Europe and American soldiers' heroism, their children were marching in the streets shouting anti-Vietnam War counterculture slogans like, Make War Not Peace. We also judge our successes. We look at the youngsters who come after us and call them reckless and irresponsible precisely because we are not seeing the world through their generational lens, facing their generational issues. We sneer at the future, unable to see beyond the limits of our old rules. Instead of celebrating the steps forward and the steps behind us, as each generation excludes the other instead of learning from each other. Judy and I would have you begin to appreciate yourself as you continue to grow and prosper through self-awareness, self-love, and self-acceptance of all that is and become an observer of your own reactions to others and to situations so you may remember many of your behaviors are based on past imprints from family and ancestors, and you can change those that no longer bring you happiness. Create new thoughts and patterns that fit your perspectives in the moment. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki master teacher and author of a new book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, and I invite you to visit my website, Cheryl Glick, Dot com to listen to and read about energy, spirituality, metaphysics, science, and the visionaries who help us awaken our souls so that we may remember the best of the past and create the best future going forward. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.